We are back once again. And guess where the fuck we are? Los Angeles, California, motherfucking for you, man. California, love. Are we clapping? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's a special day. I know you bitches probably tired of me saying it's a special day because it's always a special day. But like today is a special day. I'm going to have a friend here, okay? I have a friend plus a new friend because my friend is sharing all his friends with me. And his friends have to be nice. Like, you know how you meet somebody swearing like stuff, be like, oh God, she's from Philly, she smells like a cheesesteak. No, these people are really nice and open and warm, but let's just slow it all down. And let me introduce to you my friend, Kevin La Motherfucking Roy, the one and only <laughs> baby. <laughs> and my new friend, Katrina. I need to put a motherfucking on it. Cup, motherfucking Trina exactly. in the fucking building, baby. All right. We in LA, we're LA people because I was supposed to leave tonight, okay? Um, special mention, Rachel's here, my girl. Aquarius is in the motherfucking building. Happy yeah. birthday, Rachel. Hey, Happy Rachel. birthday, bitch. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, um, we are LA people and I, everybody here is like from somewhere else or whatever. Mm-hmm. And of course, Kevin and Katrina are Chicago and Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. I'm from Philly, if you haven't heard. <laughs> pop, 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 pop. Yeah, but um, LA is crazy. Kevin has been telling me to come to LA for the fucking longest. Literally, foot off the plane. Like the energy here is different. You know what I got the hankering to do? What's that? Job. And like job this way. No, can I? I don't even. Have do you like chime that? in? I can you chime in? No, you, you real, no, real, real, real quick. Because I promise you, I ain't never in my life worked out as hard as a workout since I moved here. Really? Like, niggas be Kevin hiking. Kevin on Hollywood now. Like, yeah. You shouldn't even introduce Dallas. <laughs> no. I'm from Hollywood. No. I live right over there. Yeah, listen. <laughs> I live in Hollywood. No, no. But for real, it, it, it make you want to be the best you you can be. Yeah. I will give it that. Yeah. It make yeah. you want a job. Yeah. You can smell the hustle in the city. I feel like that's how we do, especially black people. Since the Southern migration, when people come up from South to North, right? We come together. One person come, then your sister come, then your friend come, then your... Mm-hmm. My friends are telling me to come here, but I mean, at home, I don't go outside. I don't do much. I have literally not been in the house since I got here. Like, add an extra day to the trip, Katrina, because I have to, because I don't feel like shit is done. Like, I ain't wrapped anything up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and no. That, it don't matter if I don't got pants, Katrina. I won't wear them. I'm gonna stay. As long as the children are okay, I'm gonna go ahead and stay. So, first important part is I need these relationships to be broken down. So, I'm gonna start with how we became friends because we're friends now. I hope you're ready for that. I'm ready for it, girl. All right. We're friends now because I need some friends like you in my life. Listen, honest, but I'm so sweet. Mm -hmm. You're sweet, girl. Fried chicken really well. No, but he's a good gauge of people. I think you have the best people around you. I really appreciate you introducing me to so yeah. many people yeah. that I like off the gate. You know what I mean? Me and them, but I don't know if you remember we met online. That's how we really met. <laughs> yeah. How did you hear about me prior to that? Or did we just meet right then in that moment? Well, He's been sending me your videos long before that live. Yeah. Let me just jump in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I hope I didn't just out no, you as a fan. No, and, no, and let me tell you, because this is actually like, and Rachel can attest to this, this is actually kind of surreal right now because 
People was tired of me. I was posting the same video over and over again on my stories. Like, I don't know if y'all know, but my stories is a second job to me. Like, I, you so good at it, man. I, I post stories. That's what I do. They I post so stories. Good. And the the pussy pap to my to my, I ain't afraid to pull this pussy out. Okay, because you ain't gonna play me like a stink. Was I in your story, <laughs> nigga? Like you every stayed day. in my story every single day. Like I was posting day. every single day, and one time I think you just caught because I didn't know what your Instagram was That's at the time. Honor. But somebody had tagged you, and I was like, I was like, oh, oh, okay. So I got it now. And I think you had reached out to me. You was like, you was like, oh, thank you for posting. And I was like, bitch, you my friend. Like, yeah. but it's I'm like, you already my friend in my head. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like. I have followed you and everybody, everybody who follows me knew that I loved you. Okay. So that's why I say it's like a full circle moment sitting right here in this right, chair. Right, right. You know, that's whatever. Cool. But, but yes, you had went live one time. And I, I feel like we were following each other for a little bit. And I was like, let me, I was at home drinking. I was like, let me call into this bitch live real quick. Yeah. And this is, and I, ended up becoming a face. <laughs> listen, I don't know if you remember, it was like late night, you know, where the times where lives are over. So it's like we do the 11 to 12. Me and this boy talked to like 3 a.m. On live. On, On live. live. <laughs> How many viewers did y'all have? I did probably four. No, it's like, hey, we not even talk to. Like, you know how you engage a little bit? Like, yeah, that's crazy. No, we locked you was in. Talking. I, bitch, I can't believe you know. Yeah, yeah, my first fuck was in 1999. Like, it got totally personal. But Katrina, I felt him through the yeah. internet. Yeah. And at the time, I think I had made like one because you famous, baby. You know, so I had like maybe one or two kind of like things, but I was totally like kind of scared of that. Like, is that real? Do they really like me? But you felt good moment one of that live. Like, it wasn't no question. I'm like, yo, this is my fucking friend. You know, but even keeping that connection and just through the through online and finally meet because okay, part two of the weird freaky stuff. So. Of course, he's like, come to L.A., come to L.A. We have this tattoo in mind we want to do, too. So that's, like, something else on the list. Um, the tattoo is amazing, too. We'll make sure we film that for y'all. But <laughs> I come, right? And I'm Aquarius. Aquariuses are, how would I put it, rage? Like, we're ghosters. Like, professional ghosts. Like, we can train niggas how to ghost, you know? <laughs> and it has nothing to do with our relationship. If I love you, but I don't like, Dre hates when I don't answer the phone. He's one of my producers loving to death. Not answering today, nigga. So. I'm the same way though, so I don't know if that's Aquarius. It has, I know, it's, right? It's the same way. Because some days you just know in the morning, especially being a mom, like, no, mm-hmm. not today's not. I don't talk to other humans except for this one that shits in the paper. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, I get, I'm in LA for literally 30 minutes. I go, we go to the uh, the place where we're staying. I don't want to give out too much information. We get in the elevator, head up to the penthouse. Penthouse. <laughs> <laughs> we had it up, hit the top floor. The penthouse blow. Um, and this beautiful girl, nice little shape on her. You got a little shape on your child. But um, <laughs> she gets in the elevator and she's not paying attention, but she hears this raspy ass voice. She looks up and goes, Demona, right? <laughs> so I'm brand new in LA. Nobody calls me Demona anyway, right? So I'm so surprised. I'm like, Hey, girl. And listen, you could attest to this. I'm friendly to everybody. I'm like, yo, come on, bring it in. Let's get the, let's get this done and over with, bitch. I love you too, right? Because we got to hit the streets. Yeah. She says, Kevin said you were coming on the 23rd. Kevin Leroy? <laughs> <laughs> we're in the same building. We're in the same building on the same floor. We're two doors away. If I had a plan on not calling Kevin LaVoy, it wasn't happening. I was going to catch the nigga at the trash. <laughs> like, I this one came from Philadelphia to LA for the first time and stayed two doors down from me. I'm like, 
What are the fucking odds? What are the odds of that? And then Rachel was so sweet. Rachel watched the show. You could tell she watched the show. She's like, yo, I didn't even look at you. I just heard your voice. And I'm like, I, I get Rachel number. I'm like, and this is how you know Rachel is not only a good friend to you, but a motherfucking Aquarius. I said, look, I'm just going to knock on the door. I'm going to just surprise him. She go, yeah, no, don't. But listen, give him a call. <laughs> Let that nigga know you in town. All right? And then you go ahead and knock. <laughs> That's your dog. You hear me? <laughs> Listen, amazing. I wish we could have met um, the other day because I met a lot of people. What is that, last night or whatever? Yeah. I ain't going, you know, whatever. But he might have had me, you know, with the elite. <laughs> I ain't going to get into it. We can cut it there. You know what I mean? Where, where, what did y'all do last we night? We went to Jazzy's birthday. Some you know, Jazzy's oh, birthday. You know, you know, know we, we don't come no more. No, okay. You, 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 okay, 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 okay. You can't say everything this time around. That's true. Katrina kick ass, I can tell. She won that without even saying that. Yeah, I, you I, just I, cocked I, I didn't that eye at him. him. You cocked that eye <laughs> at him, and that's it. So, listen, how did y'all meet? We met. Um, okay, so. We've been following each other forever, right? Uh, what? No, tell your story. No, 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 tell it, tell it, tell it, tell it, tell it. So baby. we've been following each other forever on Instagram. Um, what happened? I did the slut walk, right? Okay. The Amber Rose slut walk. All right. And I was um, on stage, like I gave like a speech or whatever, and he saw me. Tell it. No, keep going. I don't know. He, he saw me and was like, hey. Or something. I don't remember it. I don't remember the DMs and all that. But I remember we linked up. We went to this place called Tattoo Ramen. This is okay. our first time like meeting in person. And it was at the time when I was quitting Black in Chicago. Okay. Like I was dealing with all kinds of shows on the phone with my lawyers. I was on the phone with like networks during my first lunch with him. So like we wow. meeting, but I'm like, hold on real quick. I gotta take this call. And I'm like, yeah, so they, they not trying to pay me what? Okay, they what? Like <laughs> right. what? Okay, hold on, let me take. Yeah, and he's just kind of looking at me like in awe. Totally, he was inspired. No, cause at, no, cause at, the exact, <laughs> no, cause at the exact same time, mind you, she, she was an OG in Black Ink and I was, Still fairly new. I but guess it's a good time we tell them they are tattoo artists um, and they are on Black Ink. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he was on Black Ink Chicago. Uh, I was on Black Ink Chicago. He was on Black Ink New York. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But quick around the same time. That was, that was the me listening to her because it got to a point where, mind you, too, I love filming. Like, I love it. It was fun. Woo, 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 but after a while, the shit stopped making sense to me. Right. And I was As busy. in dollars and cents? As in, as in that kind of sense, as in spiritual, as in physical, as in geographical, like it it stopped making sense. And so, um, I was visiting LA. I was, we were still filming in New York. I was visiting LA and like she said, we was following each other and I knew she was in the city and all my friends like, we want to slut walk too. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I seen she was there, whatever. So I, I DM'd her or whatever, and we went out to eat, and that was it. It was like, mm-hmm. she was going through the exact same shit that I was mm-hmm. going through. Like, I was losing my mind at one mm-hmm. point. Like, I was really losing my mind. So I'm, I'm like, is this something I need to quit doing? You know, and you got your family and your friends behind you. Like, like no, this is such a, right. a glamorous job. Yes. Keep it. Like, yes. you know, keep it. Not knowing what the toll is for me. Right. And so hearing her saying all this stuff, I'm like, I really, even though she on the phone while we at, at, at dinner, I'm like, I sh- she's rude, but I should be. I, I was in awe. <laughs> I was in awe. Um, but at that time, uh, I think that's when you told me that you wanted to open a shop. Yeah. So like, I I knew like 
my cousin always told me, like, when you stop having fun with this shit, like, you got to be done with it. And Black Ink, for me, it was such a blessing when it first happened. Like, it gave me a platform. Everything was so, like, just a great time. But once it started, like, sucking the soul out of me, like, when I told you that shit was, like, a bad time for me, right. like, mm. I wasn't like myself anymore. I knew I had to go. And for me, it was get as far as way, as far, as far away from this as possible. I knew that, you know... I was bigger. I knew right. I had something bigger. And right. the show was Black in Chicago. They wanted to keep me there. I told them my dreams. I told them I wanted to come to LA and open up a shop. They didn't want to follow that. Because I was such a big character on Black in Chicago. For sure you were. So when I came on here, when I knew, all right, my TV opportunity is over, I wasn't about to just walk away with nothing. I'm right. like, I have to have something to show for this major opportunity I have. So I used the last bit of my savings to invest in my shop. Wow. And like God put us together because the timing was just crazy. Like mm. that lunch that we had for me to get that phone call like there and me have to and take inspire it and him. inspire him. So when I got the shop, he was one of the first people I called like, yo, I want you to do this. Hold on. We, we both went back for another season after that call. We both went back for another season and you didn't believe that I was going to quit the show. Yeah. Because I was like, if you start a shop, nigga, I'm quitting the show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, what you said was something bigger where it was just like, I believed in that. Like, 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 uh, the show and everything, again, for me too, it was huge. It, right. it, it changed the trajectory of a lot of shit, but it was something about, and, and after a while, you took me to. Yeah, by the time, so when we had that dinner, it wasn't, it might have been like a year or two later when I actually decided to open up a shop. So by the time I opened up the shop, I had already quit and he was in the middle of negotiations for the next season. And he was like, I think I'm going to quit. And I'm like, yeah, right. Like, whatever. But then he came back and he was like, I really quit. Like, I'm here. I'm in LA. And I was like, what? I could not believe it. I couldn't believe it. But we both decided that LA was it. And just been rolling ever since. I wanted to say something to what uh, what you said. Um, when you were talking about making a decision, I think you might have said it. You talking about making a decision like you want to leave. Um like you wanted to leave that shop and people in your film saying, no, such a glamorous job. That's why it's important to make these kind of relationships because we're in that same arena. Mm. Right. So the advice in the game, because my mother's the smartest person I ever met, but she just can't give me advice on things like, should I take this deal? Should right. I do this show? Right. Cause she just simply is ignorant to the facts that are needed to make that kind of decision. Mm -hmm. Right. So for me, it's so important to have these relationships based in positivity and liking each other and, and feeling good because I think the tide can change about the industry being such a fake shitty place. Like yeah. if it's a bunch of real niggas in there, how can it be fake? If anything, mm -hmm. them fake ass lames will get pushed to the wayside because the real is up on top. Yep. <laughs> and that's that's kind of like what the shop like became for us too. Cause for me before, like I had the shop before I met him and everybody else in there, LA was a whole bunch of go to this event, go to this red carpet. Like I had I sat down with like a manager type person that told me how to make it in LA. He's like, you have your real friends, but then you have like your industry friends that you go to lunches with and you take that pictures. And I'm like, and I'm like, that would that would never be me. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, like it was just a lot of a hamster wheel of bullshit. Like, what the fuck am I really doing? Is in he this still city? your manager? No, he wasn't my manager. Oh, okay, he was never my manager. I just met with him. Okay, yeah, I just he just sucks. took a casual meeting. Yeah, it was, <laughs> he sucks. but um. Yeah, but then once I opened up the shop and like got with people who do tattoos, but who are also just cool as hell, like we 
go to events dressed however the fuck we want and like we have a great time and other people all that weird ass energy like they're like gravitating towards us or just in awe of us you know it's like it's a whole different city now like once you find your tribe it's so important i did want to ask you something because that that ended up being for kevin When you said about that being the worst, like a bad time in your life, just doing television, like, is that hard to rewatch something where you know how fucked up you were inside versus ever? Because we watching this TV. I'm introduced to you on Black Ink. Mm-hmm. Even now, sitting with you, it's, I have to, I have to, this is the real, this is what we, what we doing here is what matters yeah. versus the Katrina that's put across in TV. Mm-hmm. Even though the Katrina put across in TV is not a bad Katrina, she just don't take no shit. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like it's a line drawn and you get your ass up on that line. You'll get your ass up on that line. It's actually so crazy for me to watch them old episodes that you get get into fights and shit. I enjoy it every minute. Especially the one I just reenacted. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was definitely hard to watch. Like the episodes where I knew was going to be rough, I wouldn't watch it. And I knew the comments were going to be even worse. So like on those nights, I would like get with my friends go have a nice dinner or something because them episodes only last. I lived it. I got through it. Like my life has moved on. So I know the whole shit's about to replay. The whole world's about to see it. They'll talk about it for a week and then a new episode gonna come out. And then they'll be talking about something else. Like I knew that my, I'm lucky for real that like through whatever fucked up stuff I did on that show or how it came off. It's like people still got to kind of see my spirit because even after I quit, like people, it's not, I don't know. It's like people still fuck with me. Like my following like doubled after I quit the show. You know what I mean? And I feel like people get more of a sense of me now through my own platform. But yeah, it was hard to watch back then. What's the name of the shop? We didn't get your name. It's called Enigma Tattoo. Yes. Sounds fancy, fancy. Yeah. (laughs) Where is it? It's on people on Robertson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Right in uh, Beverly Hills adjacent. And you're there as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm always there. I live there. I live there. He's Hollywood, like I said. He, he tattoos for show. <laughs> so before y'all met, what are your origins? You come from Chicago, but growing up, like when did you get tattooing? What did you when did you yes. decide to do so, that? I'm from Chicago. Um, I've always like my mom. She could draw real good. So I was a bad student. So I will always like take art classes because I know I get an A. So right. it would, like average out my GPA. So um, I went to college, University of Missouri, to study math. I was going to be a high school math teacher. You study yeah. fucking math, Katrina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she's Malaysian. <laughs> but yeah, um, in my free time, I ordered up a tattoo kit because at the end of high school, like, you know, your senior year, everybody's like about to be 18. They start getting their tattoos and shit. And everybody would come to me to draw them. So... <laughs> When I got my first tattoo, I drew it and the artist was like, this is dope. Like, you ever tried to tattoo? And I was like, hell no. But I was at Mizzou and like in college, you can kind of like, because I'm in Missouri, like I can recreate myself. Don't nobody know me here. So I was already introducing myself. Like, yeah, I'm a tattoo artist from Chicago. Yeah. You know, I do tattoos. <laughs> Ain't never did a fucking tattoo in my life. Mm-hmm. But my tattoo kit came. And I had a long list of people just on my waiting list. <laughs> so when I got that first dude in my chair, I was like, yo, I never did this before. But, you know, it's going to be free. And at that point, he didn't care. You know, everybody was all high, smoking weed and shit. So, yeah, I started What was your first tattoo? What did he get? He had a horrible tribal tattoo already. And I was trying to fix it. Okay. And I had all these people in my dorm room, like, to watch <laughs> me. Like, I was the coolest thing. And my machine just blew out, like, halfway through. Did it? The first tattoo? It did. Yep. Wow. And I 
I was like, I'm gonna come back and fix this. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I became the tattoo girl on campus. Every time I would like be walking through the student center, people would be like, yo, that's the tat girl. That's the tat girl. Everybody started hitting me up. My Facebook was like popping because back then it was like real college oriented. So it spread all over campus. There was a girl on campus tattooing and I came, became the tat girl. And then eventually I dropped out my senior year because I was staying there just for the wrong reasons. Like right. I was getting, you know, them financial aid checks and tattooing and partying and in <laughs> love and just all this <laughs> stupid shit. But um, I eventually dropped out because I really wanted to tattoo. My work wasn't getting any better. I would see like all the artists in Chicago, like that I ended up working with later down at NIMAG. I would see all of them just killing it, like work raw as hell. And I'm like, man, I could be good, but I'm a half-ass student right now. And a half-ass tattoo artist. So, but once I dropped out and put 100% towards tattooing, that's when I started getting good. And the opportunities started rolling in. And then Black Ink came. Mm, mm. <laughs> no, I think, like, yo, I, my mother has tattoos. We got tattoos together at 16, 17. Like, tattoos are everything. Like, and where I'm at, like, niggas' first tattoos, they're 11, 12. And then, you know, yeah. now with the face tattoo shit, it's like all over like i couldn't imagine i used to crave it like literally i have to get hit i have to get that's what we call it getting hit yeah. <laughs> i have to go get hit but i have a lot of like you know my tattoo friends i'm more giving like let me go ahead and cover because i have a lot of like <laughs> like i used to go to this guy that was on heroin oh, and he would fall asleep and I'd be, come on billy i hear you know that story I mean? so often they be on because, yeah. you know why because the guy that's on heroin is kicked out that main shop. And he might have had a name for him, might have been a great guy, but he still has that clientele. Now he's working at the hotel. So he that's got the deals. cheaper hotel. Yeah, he got yeah. deals. Those are and then the dude that does the trappers, man, it's lit. And then especially if they do it for drugs, I know it's terrible, but the <laughs> yeah. line out the door. I would yeah. it would be people at a travel lodge. His name is Billy. People watch this, I know they're like, no Billy tra- me too. travel lodge. <laughs> and the line is out the door in clean gloves as the whole situation set. Nigga, just take naps. You better get him up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Get you, don't don't knock it till you try it. How did you start off like in Dallas? How did you start off like coming up in the tattoo? Um, mine wasn't too too much different than hers. It was very much uh, I just graduated high school. I just turned nineteen, and my mom wanted me to go to school to be a graphic designer. And I said, I don't want to go to school. I hate computers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And this this dude in our neighborhood who used to tattoo me and all my friends, he was like, you, you know how to do tattoos? Come come in, tattoo with me. So he really taught me for nine months. Is that Zach? No, no, that was Manny. Oh, this okay. is Manny in Dallas, Texas. Manolo. Yeah, shout out to Manny. Um, and he ended up going to jail after them nine, ten months. And uh, and yeah, I had to make decisions. Like, I guess I'm going to keep doing it by myself. And went and bought my tattoo kit by myself. And just kept doing it, just tattooing everybody who me and Rachel went to high school with, um, including her. Um, and it's so funny because actually at that time, my cousin who like literally were like cousin siblings, you know, black people got like, yeah. it's your cousin, but y'all grew up together. My cousin, she left Texas and went to Mizzou because my family's actually from Missouri. Uh, and she was her boyfriend, ex-husband at the I mean, her uh, boyfriend at the time um, was roommates with her brother. That's weird. And used to be like, she was telling me like, Kevin, there's a girl at our school at Mizzou that That's does crazy. tattoos too. So That's crazy. crazy. 
Like, dog, our shit's been parallel for a real long time. This is at least a decade before we had even met. That's crazy. Um, but but to me, that's how I went. Was just like I ended up moving to New York because I was I was in school for fashion, for fashion design. Like me getting tattoo money, it was like okay, like I can put myself through school now. So went school for fashion design, then moved to New York for it. Uh, end up, it was like you're gonna do fashion, you're gonna do tattoos. It was like the same thing. It was like I was a half ass. Half-ass into fashion, half-ass into tattoos. Mm-hmm. And tattoos started taking off. Like, in New York, people was fucking with me. Yeah. And it was like, okay, like, I'm going to do this. Ended up moving back to Dallas. Like, I hired this crazy, crazy fucking popular shop. And, um, like, when I started taking off there, that's when uh, Ink Master hit me up. And okay. was like, hey, we want you on the show. So that's your first television That was my show. first show. And then when, when Ink Master the played me. show in America. <laughs> you said what? It's the whitest television. It's so, so dog. Right. I was literally just watching his season last night. And I'm like, oh my Why you say they played you? They played me. And, th- and this is for the words. I never really actually spoke about this for real. But it, we had the biggest season in Ink Master history. Usually the show be like seven to ten people uh casting that show. Ours had thirty people starting out. Yeah. So off top, me being the little uh black kid from Dallas, I'm like, uh, like I'm in here with all these fucking dope ass artists. I don't know if they dope. In my head, I'm just like, they doper than me. Mm-hmm. And and we going through all these challenges and and I'm killing it. I know I'm killing it. And especially too, when I actually see what other people's producing, I know I'm killing it. But one thing in the tattoo industry that's not really talked about is the perception of black artists. Okay. And everybody on that show perceived me mm-hmm. as a weaker artist because I'm black. And it, it wasn't until the point where at that time, too, that's when I was really ecstatic about tattoos. I'm doing color portraits. I was the only nigga doing color portraits at that time. I was the only black person uh, doing full blown like. Going to going to conventions and winning awards, I was the only one. I mean, winning awards over world-renowned artists. Everybody, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But to me, I was just so gun ho and very competitive. Mm-hmm. And so being on that show, once I realized how they was perceiving me, it was like, oh, I'm about to pull out all the stops. Is and, that the thing, though? Not the cut you off. Is the thing that we don't draw as good as them? Or what is it? Well, being in the industry, especially, too, trying to, and I'm sure you can attest to this, where it's like, when you want to go and get a, 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 um, a internship or an apprenticeship, mm-hmm. they'll look at your portfolio and be like, "Oh yeah, that's cool. Keep uh, drawing. Keep Working drawing. On your keep art. doing it. It's impossible. You don't. You don't. You don't really get yep. opportunities. You have to go and do it in your dorm. You have to go mm-hmm. and do it in a, t- in a tattoo garage. Oh, mm-hmm. for the record, that's yep. Manny worked in the garage in his garage. Okay. I was working in the garage, and it, it's like the opportunity. So, so to to us now, that's a very very big thing is giving opportunities to minority artists yeah. because when we was coming up, we didn't have it. And, and not to cut you off, but it's a, a very popular term in the black tattoo community. They think that we're scratchers. Scratchers, That's what yeah. they call it. Like we're mm-hmm. unprofessional. Kitchen sink. Uh, yep. Like literally self-taught, don't know what, what we're doing, tattooing in the basement, all that. But it's literally because it, we can't get an apprenticeship. Like I try it two shops in Missouri Damn. was laughed at. Remember exactly what I told, like, why are you trying to tattoo? Um, and you're in college. Why are you doing this? Just, it mm-hmm. was a shameful feeling that I had never really like felt before. But after that, I was like, all right, I'm going to teach myself in my dorm. Exactly. And then when I dropped out, went back to Chicago where I'm from, started working at a, a black owned shop and shout out to him. He was the one that took me under his wing to teach me stuff. Shout you know what I mean? But yeah, so it wasn't until, like you said, like shows like Black Ink, where now people are like, oh, there really are Black tattoo artists right. out there. Oh, they're famous now. So let, let's, that, let's that, uh, 
monetize or whatever yeah. off there. You know what I'm and saying? And that was the thing because now, because again, Ink Master, they 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 they, they played me. It was, it was a lot of points in there where it was just like Why, it. Yeah. So and, and okay, so, so to dial back, it was like it was like moments where, like okay, there's there's a person that like our whole team got to work on at the same time, right? It's like there's a, there's important parts of tattoo on this thing. It was me and you know Bone Bone mm-hmm. Bone was on the other team from for us. They gave me the weakest position to tattoo on this dude. This is at the very beginning, but they don't really know the skill set. They just assigning like things to do for everybody they told bone not set to it all they told him not set to it all so it was like i was like when i started i was like okay i know what they're doing for us they don't want to see too much out of us they they automatically assume that we can't tattoo so bone said okay whatever mind you bone got eliminated right before i did we made it all the way to the very end bone is black as well he's from florida too so long story short after that situation i was like i'm on these niggas next i was like i'm pulling out all the stops i'm doing mind you too Everybody on the, on, the, on the show is scared to do color porches. Nobody's going to do realism. Nobody's doing this and that because they're scared to do it. To me, I was punching it. But at the same time, the, the judges on the show at the time was taking that. It's like, oh, you trying to you trying to do too much. You trying to show too much. Like, wow. and was, if you watch the show, I don't know if any of y'all watched Black, or I'm sorry, Ink Master, but they put you in the bottom three if you don't do what the judges want you to do, whatever. So I was in the bottom every single time, not for a bad tattoo, but because in their eyes, you doing too much. Just do what we want you to do, and that's it. And that's to me, crazy. and to me, my to me, that hundred thousand dollars went out the window. To me, it was more about when people watch this show. I want people to know that they're putting a good, a damn good artist at the bottom every yeah, fucking a week. Black one. A black yeah. one. And you know what happened at the end? Even when they when they eliminated me, it was like mind you, even the elimination was bullshit. But at the end of it, it was just like like at the end of the elimination, dude came back. Uh, Oliver came came uh, outside behind the scenes and was like. You know, I know that elimination was bullshit, but we know it's going to work out for you better in the end because people are rooting for you. Mm-hmm. Well, bitch, why you eliminate me in the first yeah, damn place? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So a $100,000 prize? Right. So, Shit. again, to me, I, to me, it was out of sight of mind. We had been there for two months in a fucking Petri dish. I was ready to go. But at the you same time, together? That same, yeah, we Bad Girls to, Club? It's very Bad Girls Club. We all, when you can't leave. You're there for two months. But anyways, we all... we. Uh, I leave and literally the, that same week, um, Caesar hit me up for Black Ink Crew. Damn. He's like, come on our show. And and I was like, nigga, let me know what day. Right. And literally like three weeks later, I was filming Black Ink New York. Like the tattoo industry is so fucking white. Like, and mm-hmm. even for me, it's like, I have a lot of tattoos. I don't know if people notice, and I, I mean, I enjoy them. I told y'all a little earlier, my mother has tattoos. I remember my mom coming home and me being like, Where, what is that on your arm? It was just <laughs> such a pretty butterfly with so many colors. And I remember she got real close and was like, I did it with a knife. And it freaked me out. But I knew then at like six, oh, I'm getting some of those fucking butterflies. And that was just a thing to do. And it's, I'm from Philadelphia. Everybody is tatted. The Philly ghetto girl tat is this. They just say good pussy right across the chest. <laughs> Come on, good pussy. Fuck my baby daddy right across the chest. Sagittarius. Spell wrong. You know what I mean? Not spelled wrong. But I actually have a tattoo on me spelled wrong. What is it? That's my grandmother's name. Oh, yeah. names, names, names can be spelled wrong I don't sometimes. Know how to spell my grandmother's name. And my mother was like, um, let me see. Oh, that's cute. That's not how you spell your grandmother's name. That's her um her mother, her old mother-in-law from back back in the day. And I'm like, 
girl, that's why he left you. This is how you fucking spell it. <laughs> no, Kevin, she was right. Spelled it wrong. Yikes. Whatever. Either way, um, I love tattooing. I love black people. You know what I mean? So I feel like the first opportunity I got to like go to a black artist and stuff like that, I was big on it. Like I was like, I'm ready. I'm, I'm right with it. And despite, you know, Negro shit, I'm all about it. You know, just being black artists in this industry and being, cause y'all are like trailblazers. You said you were the first black, black woman to open up a tattoo shop in Beverly Hills. Really? That's a big deal though. Thank you. Even though probably half the people in that think you ain't black bitch, you ain't black. <laughs> <laughs> What's your race, Trina? I'm half black and quarter Korean, quarter white. Yeah, so yeah, I got a lot of that. A yeah. whole lot of that. You, it was like literally like a, a shock to me because I had never I grew up black, all my friends black, like we were raised black. That's just what it was. I was just always like the super bright girl. Like I got made fun of. Like they would call me a ghost. They would call me Casper. They would <laughs> they would try call to turn me, me Casper off. You know, like <laughs> all that. Like, do they ever? You know, people would do to me. They would take me and stick their fingers like this to see the fingerprint. Yeah. Or they'll like scratch to see yeah. if they can see the scratch. They call, some baby calling me Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> no, it's crazy though. People people are surprised sometimes. It's like. For me, as a light-skinned black woman, I love black women. I love women. I love the fact that we're so verbal about colorism and how it is being a black woman. And, you know, rappers that don't let brown-skinned women in a section and rappers that only talk about light-skinned women. But I feel like we're left out of that. I feel like our horror stories and our sad stories and the way we feel is totally like, shh, don't, don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. There is colorism stuff towards the light-skinned girls. I've been physically fighting since I was probably in like, literally like um, kindergarten, pre-kindergarten, pre-K. I pushed Wayne down the steps, child. I had to whoop his ass. He <laughs> begged for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the fact of the matter is when you're lighter or your hair is long or it's the different grade than quote unquote black hair. You're supposed to be uppity or prissy. You're supposed to be a punk, right? Yeah. People should be able to like check you, do this, jump in your face. For some reason, right? Mm-hmm. The approach of maybe a chocolate girl is not the same. Because I was a big bitch. I'm 250 bitches still think they can play with me. <laughs> and it's so crazy because every time for a long time, I met you right there where you was at. And fought you down to the ground. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I had to make a decision a while ago. Like, yo, you know, it's more important my quality of life. But I know that statistically my sisters have a harder that are darker than me with more coarse hair. But that does not make my story less important than yours. Exactly. And my story does count. And how can we be loving to each other and blend in just ignoring this big group? Katrina, when I went viral, we had people, hundreds of people like... Finally, somebody to stand up for us. Bunch of red hair, freckle-faced gingers. Like, finally, you black. And then I also get, bitch, just because you got black kids and you take black dick don't mean you black, bitch. You ain't black. Yeah. Do those comments, like, ever, like, hurt your feelings? No. The albino ones make me feel away. Because I'm like, damn, I'm looking bad. And and the thing about it is a lot of people don't understand is that I didn't necessarily like my color. You know what I mean? Like, I was stuck out like a fucking, like, who the fuck are you? Like that Casper thing stuff. Yeah. And I was fat child. They would call me the Michelin man. <laughs> the moment. White people the times. I swear to God. I was a big white bitch and they would call me as such. I remember I started wearing sewing weaves in high school. Child, they would call me Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> My family did that. My 
But like, I feel like growing up, like I've always learned to like, just kind of laugh those off. Like that never really like hurt my feelings because it always came from a place of love. It was always like my family talking that stuff or like my friends, like talking shit, like, you know, teasing me, like making fun of me. It was, it it felt like love to me. But then when you get thrown on TV and now you get millions of people's perception of you and I. I've always like on my He's black. Do we have to cut? Sorry, no, no. <laughs> oh, go, go. I'm sorry. I had a long vibe, like a weather lady vibe. And I look like oh Monica Lewinsky. Let it ingest it, get it out, and get over it. <laughs> okay, no. You got I'm one done, more chuckle in here. No, I'm You're done. I'm done. Are you sure? What about the comic books? <laughs> oh, bitch, what? Tears in his eyes. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm right. good. I'm good. No, um, I agree too. I feel like, like I feel like it's loving in a kind of way, but then it's not. It's a lot of spice, and the strangers are different. I mean, for the love yeah. of God, albinoism is a is a thing. You know what I mean? So it's like, like it's a. I don't. I don't want to call it the wrong thing, but you I know just, what I'm saying? Like I, it's like a thing, like. I just feel yeah. like it's a pigment thing. We, like, we we fuss and fight amongst each other all the time. I mean, every race and Hispanic, Asian, Black, whatever. And at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, a white man gonna see you, but a, I ain't gonna say a it, nigga. It, uh, exactly. They see niggas. They, they, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying. Whether it be me, whether it be you, at the end of the day, we be fussing and fighting. But dog, at the end of the day, you 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 a nigga yeah. to, to them. Let out. You know what I'm saying. So yeah. I just feel like we got to get better better at that. But it's so funny because I, it's like, I like have, it's like I had an opposite. It's like my entire family is super high high yellow. yellow. My entire family, my mom, my daddy, my, all my siblings. And I came out and was like, it's like, what happened to you? (laughs) That's shit people really say. I'm like, nigga, what? You grew up thinking there's something wrong, but it's like. Oh, do you get it's like nothing wrong. We all like yeah, my older sister is same same color as you. And, I know yeah. your nephew's my color for sure. Mm-hmm. They all are. Right. Yeah, but it's like dog, we at the end of the day, we all black. It's fine. Yeah. And it's it's funny to me because I didn't know that was actually a thing until for anybody, until True. until yeah. I'm like, cause to me, I'm like, oh yeah, she black. Like yeah. she blacker than me, low key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's crazy that people meet you and they're the first thing they're like, oh, you're cool. It's like, bitch, why would you think I wasn't cool? It's like, I, you're just supposed to be like, like, Snooty is so weird. <laughs> what? You know, you know what mom said today? What? She was like, you know what? She was like, Mama Katrina is way different than just tattoo artist Katrina. And I said, I said, yeah, she didn't mature. Y'all seeing, y'all seeing this, this Katrina right now, but <laughs> <laughs> this is a ghetto bitch. Like, <laughs> this bitch is, um. she, yeah, she she's a she's a lot, but <laughs> a tourist from the shy. Yeah, a tourist <laughs> from the shy. What are y'all working on right now? Though? What y'all got coming out? Well, um, so the trailer just dropped, and we'll actually be making our return to the Black Ink franchise. Oh shit! We yeah. back. We're back. But Black Ink where? Compton. What? What? Let's fucking get it. <laughs> That's lit. We're Black Ink LA. Make yeah, no mistake. we're very much Black Ink LA, but um, we'll be appearing on the Compton show. They're, you know, merging. That's lit. Some sort. Okay. Yeah, so. Are y'all excited? Yeah. I actually am. I'm not going to lie. Like, again, like I said, like, I love filming. Like, filming be fun to me when it can be authentic. 
it, it got weird for me when shit started when they wanted me to do like weird shit and yeah. like shit got it's like misconstrued. As, as long as they follow the truth that's when mm-hmm. it's fun like i'm with the shits i'll have fun with it like i'm not that diva that i'm not doing this this and that just follow my reality you know what mm-hmm. i mean like that's what when it's fun for me and when i make the best television like mm-hmm. when you're just following the reality i really was moving to la to open up a shop and they had every opportunity to follow it. They had every opportunity to do Black Ink LA with it. all these bomb ass artists who have all these bomb ass stories. Like they had every fucking opportunity, but instead. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> and it all worked out. It all worked out. Thank Jesus, didn't it work out? Jesus, did Boney do it? Boney do it? He did it. it all, it's been done. All he right. No. I'm excited. I'm coming over to the shop as soon as possible. I need more ink in my life. It's been a long time. I'm very curious. What's the worst tattoo you ever had? Like, what's the worst tattoo story ever? That I've ever, like, got on myself or did? Tattoo experience. Like, did more. But, like, bad customer. Something happened. What's the worst? And Oh, tell me about show. What? Oh. um, Rachel got one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Tell me about Judge Matthews. You tatted fucking Judge Mathis? No. No, Judge Mathis hit him up. Oh, shit. Come on, Kevin. Okay. Oh. And the thing is, I try to, there's certain shit that I'm like, I try to like bury under the world. Do you want to bury it, babe? No, no. We can talk about it. Um. <laughs> so, I did this tattoo on this girl. Oh, God. This is the only time I've ever talked about this. No, start before the tattoo. <laughs> you suffer for the tattoo. Okay, okay. So you might gotta help him. Uh, yeah, help, help a him. Bit. Help him. Okay, so you know, as tattoo artists, sometimes we run a little late. You know, yes, yeah, totally. What it is. Yeah, yeah, like we know we finna sit there and have an eight hour Y'all day. Always late. <laughs> it's it's like That's a tattoo me. artist thing, yeah. you know. But as we've gotten older, I feel like we try to do better. I think, but some people still be late. So, I was at the shop, and this girl walks in with this energy, this pissed off energy. And, like, if the artist isn't there, I'm like, okay, you can go sit up in the front. Like, do you want some water? Like, you know, cut on the TV, put on Netflix. Like, you know, they're on their way. They'll be here, but I make it comfortable for you. It's no reason you should be pissed off. Okay, I'm going to tell the story. Hold on. No, 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 no. Because I told my assistant, I said, hey. This is like what hours and out money long just left. This was hours and hours <laughs> before her appointment. I said, Hey, there's something crazy's happening right now. Have my appointment come an hour later. Let's say her appointment was at one. I said, Can she come at two? At two right. So my assistant hits me back and was just like, Hey, I told her two o'clock. She said, Okay, but she is pissed. She's pissed. And I'm like, I'm like, pissed about what? She was like, well, she said she's coming from uh San Francisco, whatever. And I'm like, okay, she's driving in, go have lunch or something, you know, like whatever. Like it's an hour. I'm not telling you I'm gonna reschedule your right, appointment. A day, exactly. So, so whatever. So she gets there. And mind you, even still, like I was gonna be like maybe like 10, 15 minutes late. At like maybe like 10 minutes before two, maybe like 10 to two, she hits me up and she's like, like she loves the shit. She's like, your appointment is here. She's pissed. Time, I hope you're ready. You so like it, Drina? She, lo- she loves it. I don't like it. I just, you know, it's she, funny to me. She, she, it a they do it to me. She, she, if I'm late, they're gonna be like, where you at? 
Because your client been here for two right. hours, and I'm like, oh fuck. Like so, so you know me, I, dog. I I am very much. You know, I'm I'm not a, like a nasty person. I'm all about good energy. So mm-hmm. I come in, I'm like. Bubby, I'm throwing my shit down, running straight to her. Like, hey, sorry I'm late. Like, how are you? Sorry I had to push your appointment back. Like, what are we getting today? This. Like, she's pissed. She's like. And mind you, we were all in the shop that day. Like, we didn't didn't even want to make eye contact with this girl. Because she was Her energy was that thick. It was that thick. It was literally that thick. And I remember Kevin dealing with her and the friend. I remember he came back to start the stencil. And he looked at me. He was like, you know what? I'm about to do a beautiful tattoo on this girl. Uh, at the, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just as the goal. My, I'm solution based. My thing is to make it right. right. I understand I was late. Cool. My my goal is to make it right. Mind you, too, it was like that was a book you had that drunk ass client. Oh, this there bitch, was just some shit going on. This bitch was another artist in the shop. He got this bitch like she falling off the table and like it's it's funny shit happening in the shop. Like everybody in the shop just laughing, dying laughing. My client's in here just like this. Mind you. Everything's happening back there. She, she didn't even look back to see what's going on. She's like this. Because she locked into being a bitch. She's she locked into being pissed. pissed. So I'm going to fast forward. I did this beautiful tattoo of her. Basically, it was a... And this is why I say I don't touch too much on it because it was a memorial tattoo for her son, right? Oh, it was a picture of her pregnant and a picture of her son next to it. So I'm very, very uh, like sensitive to the tattoo I'm doing. Right. I do it. I put everything into it. Um... I said, I'm like, okay, you can go look at it in the mirror when I'm done. She goes look in the mirror. She stands there. And and any tattoo artist knows when they sit in that mirror too long, they come back with like something. Yeah. So she sat in the mirror and I'm like, okay, she's looking for something to be mad at. She's been mad this entire time. So she comes back and she was like, cause she, she so I don't know if I can if I'm explain this right. She has she's getting a tattoo, a, a portrait of herself pregnant with a picture of her son next, next to it. So I'm, I'm tattooing a picture of her. With tattoos, she has tattoos on her stomach and everything. Right. And she's like, she's like, the tattoos, the tattoos on my stomach don't look right. And I'm like, okay, like I can go and touch it or whatever. Long story short, she busts out crying. She's, I mean, it, it was so left where I just I didn't know what to do. And I'm she like, she was angry at first. Yeah. She said. So I didn't know what to do. So I'm like, okay, like she's like, I I I've never been in this position. I don't know what to do. I was like. I can discount you. I, I took money off. Like took I, I think it's like a few hundred dollars off of her tattoo. What the fuck is she crying because, for? Again, again, I'm sensitive to the subject. Okay. So I'm like, okay, you know, I just want to make it better. Took a few hundred dollars off, whatever. Leave her on her way. A couple months later. We get them pipes. <laughs> I get served. I get served. I thought that was fake. I didn't know that was like a real actual thing that for somebody to come in and be yeah. like from Judge Mathis though. Yeah. But he wasn't the server. A nigga came as a, no, the man, the man came in a pizza man outfit and was like, yeah, Hey, I got a, a pizza thing. for you. And yeah. I was like, Oh, I didn't know. I pizza. Ain't he was pizza. like, take this, nigga. Okay, he didn't come in a pizza outfit, but for real, yeah. like they came and served me yeah. papers. And I was like, dog, like what? I opened the shit up and it was from Judge Mathis, like, hey. Uh, someone suing you for a faulty tattoo you did, and I immediately knew what it was. So I called her because her cousin slash manager, who's also now my manager, he used to work with Judge Mathis. Okay. So I sent a picture to him. I'm like, "Is this shit real?" Right. And he was like, "No, it's real. You getting sued, nigga." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god!" So so now I'm pissed. 
Because I'm like, I know I gave this girl a good tattoo. I know I gave her a good tattoo. So now I'm like, I'm going through the entire day in my head. Like, okay, I I was late. I did have to reschedule a little bit. But I'm like, dog, like, there's... like I would, I did everything in my power to make it right. Gave her discount, whatever. Long story short, <clears throat> I'm like in my head. I'm like, I'm like, she won't take me on Judge Mathis because she know I was on Black Ink. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you trying to have a moment, yeah, and I'm like, I'm sure. not giving you that moment, no, bitch. Sure. We can go right down to the courthouse in Santa Monica. Yeah. So especially if it's such a memorial, like a memorial. Like if you were really upset and serious, why would you go television judge for that? Yeah, uh, or why would you just hit me back and say? Fix it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. now you you telling me like, oh, I went to my tattoo artist and he said this and this about it. Well, why didn't you go to your tattoo artist in the first in place? Because he couldn't do it. Exactly. Anyway. So so we go to court and literally. Did you do the show? Hell no. Nah. No, we went to Santa Monica to the fucking regular courthouse. Okay. So I you had the option up. to do TV or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and mind you, doing TV meant I didn't have to, I wouldn't have to pay nothing either way. However, the judgment went. It, oh, no, really? Like I would have nothing. Yeah, they paid for They everything. paid the judgment for you. That's what the that's the incentive to go oh, on nigga, those shows. Oh, nigga, sign me up. I'm that's why these motherfuckers <laughs> no, bitch. do it. No, because to me, I'm like, you ain't about to get that out of me, baby girl. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, no, I'm about to make an ass out of you. So yeah. literally, went to that courthouse, and that's exactly what happened. She made an ass out of herself. Like, literally, it was like the judge was looking like, bitch, what are you talking about? It's a beautiful tattoo. He's, she said, how long would it take you to fix it? I said, maybe like 10 minutes. She said, okay, how much you charge an hour? I said, maybe 250 she said, okay, what's 10 minutes out of 250 uh, 50 hours? She did it. I owe her, I owe this girl like 40 40 something dollars or some shit. And it was like, dog, you went through all this process. You did you did all this for nothing. And it was like, dog, you just see how nasty people can be. And I'm like, dog, this girl, aside from her traumas, whatever, I can't speak to that. But in that space, and it was like, I saw a miserable person who was trying to make me miserable with her. And it was like, there was so many ways to resolve that situation. And it was like, you went the most craziest, most obs- like, like unnecessary route possible. But right. yeah. So when you say, when you say that, uh, when you ask me that question, that's, that's the trigger that happens. She's like, she's like, tell me about yeah. when you got sued, nigga. That is fucking funny as shit though, Kevin. It wasn't yeah. fun. Do you have one? Do you have one? Or no? Um. I got some crazy stories. I got people that done ran off. Oh, I was, you know where I was going with. Oh, like, my talking, goodness. Talking stories yes. Here. So I'm doing this half sleeve, this full, huge half sleeve. And this client, too, like, you could feel his energy. Like, yeah. he was just weird. He was weird. He kept leaving to go outside to do this. I don't know what the kids are doing nowadays, but it was like the shit that you blow up. Huffing. Yeah. Huffing. I know all the ways. Yeah. She's a huffing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because they can do it with paint cans or whatever, yeah. but you basically inhale. And then one of them is a whipping. And that's only like a three second hobby. Either way, they wear the shit when they yeah. got the white around their mouth. Yeah, remember Crooklyn? <laughs> they were huffing on Crooklyn, Kevin. Yeah, everything was just weird about it. Um, he wanted like twelve tattoos and was like, "So how many can we get done today?" I'm like, "You got a full session, like you're getting like this." And I did like all of this two day session. First day he pays a little bit. Second day, and mind you, he keeps going out the back door. To huff. Is that what you call it? Damn. To huff. So I finished his tattoo. I'm taking pictures of it. He's like, all right, I'm going to step outside real quick. Slides, grabs his backpack, and walks outside. And I got a feeling. So I go look at the cameras. I see him jump into this green truck and skirt off (laughs) without paying me. But you done now. But I'm done now. I done finished his whole tattoo. When he walked out back, you weren't nervous because this nigga been huffing all day. 
I was kind of nervous. That's why I went and looked. That's why I saw him on the camera right. drive off because I would have just been waiting for him to come back. To come back, but I and he paid you he a little out, too, right? He paid me a little, yeah. so I went in there, saw the cameras, and then immediately, luckily, somebody at the shop had his number, um, and somebody else like found his Instagram, whatever. So I immediately get to text to him. I get to call, and he not answering, of course. So I start to text like, uh, first of all, you think you slick? I seen you jump in that green van with this license plate number. I got all that right, shit on camera. Man. I got your motherfucking Instagram. <laughs> I got your phone number, and you better bring my motherfucking money right now. He was like, my bad. I was just going to the bank to get cash. <laughs> 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 but that's cool. Come back then. That's cool. Yeah. So you he know. came back like an hour later and gave me my money, acting all weird. I had all the niggas in the shop standing there with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's the most gangster shit. And that's thinking about because I loved you from the start. I think that's like when you a girl just sitting up there all cute, like smiling <laughs> on that thing. Yeah. Hit you with my gun. <laughs> it's just so lit. Like I want to know for all aspiring tattoo artists. Because I've literally, these little behind my ear, this is this guy first tattoo. You know I'm one of them. I'm like, fuck it, you can try on me. <laughs> but all those aspiring tattooers, because goddamn it, Philadelphia is the land of the spitters, but they're also the land of the tattooers, and a lot of them suck for a bit. So for me, I feel like hair. Hair is something that you have to have it, despite going to school for it, you know? Mm -hmm. Even the girls that learn how to do it on YouTube, which is fucking ridiculous, get licensed. But you have to kind of have those hands that really get in somebody here and do something. I feel like tattoos are the same. I think every nigga that can draw can't tattoo, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I, I'm sure, well, I don't know. You have to be able to draw to be able to tattoo, correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah. How do you know when it's the thing for you? Like, you should really chase this because it's like to get where y'all at, y'all big dogs in this. And it seems just hearing your stories, y'all been big dogs. How do you, for the love of God, you had a fucking waiting list and you never did a fucking tattoo before. <laughs> Niggas waited for, for, you know what I mean? So, how do the people at home that want to aspire to do the things that y'all do or even try some things? How do you know when this is your thing? I would say you got to be serious about it. Like mm -hmm. you got to be so serious that you're willing to make a big ass decision, like drop out of a major university. Like I, I made that decision. I was there. My, my work was okay. It was all right. I, I was booked up on campus, you know, but I knew in my heart that I could be better if I took those steps to get better. So I took those steps and I learned from every single artist that I could like travel the world to learn, like book those appointments from those artists that you want to be like, you know, right. a lot of people get lazy. They get lazy or they get complacent. I could have stayed in Columbia, Missouri and been Columbia rich. I mean, being a huge girl on there. campus, yeah, you know, yeah. but that would have been it. Yeah. Like if you want to be the best, like you really, really, really got to go for that shit. You got to try to find the best tattoo artists and get tattooed by them. You right. gotta, it, you gotta make those sacrifices. Yeah. Otherwise you're going to stay at the level that you're at. Like even in Chicago, I have reached a level. I was one of the top in Chicago. I was probably the best female tattoo artist out in Chicago. Talk but shit, I saw shit in California that the California artist was doing that I wanted to do. And I came out here and started working in one of the best tattoo shops in California, Under the Gun. Shout out to all of them. Shout like, out UTG, to they took me under their wing, like taught me what they know. And then my shit just whew, took yeah. me to another level. Mm, so, And then meeting people like him you who got, got a whole other skill set. To the people. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's, our artistic background will absolutely help you and 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 carry you through it. But just like learning anything, learning how to fucking build a house, learn how to, like you said, do hair, anything. It's something that you got to actually learn to do, and it's not something you can half-ass. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You actually have to put everything into it. And the benefit, of course, 
outweighs the risk, but mm-hmm. but it's definitely something that just because you can draw don't mean you can right. you can tattoo. Yeah. But yeah, everything yeah. she said. Well, listen, I'm really appreciative of you being coming and you talk a lot, baby love. I enjoy <laughs> it. Right? We do segments here, right? Because um, I said a little, I think I said on the episode before, this is a dreamer podcast. This here you're sitting in my dream. I didn't even know what I had because I didn't even know you can manifest this whole thing. What are y'all manifesting for the year? Or do you manifest? I know you manifest, but do you manifest? Yeah, I need to get I get wrapped up in what you got going on. Yeah. That, you got to set time apart for that. So I yeah. slack on it. I need to do better at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's some things you might be manifesting for the year or for a couple months? Like soon, it could be a long term or it could be a short term. Um. So I'm new and stuff. I've been pretty much single like my whole 20s. You know, now I'm engaged. I have a child. I have a wonderful the fiance. The cutest fucking baby <laughs> Thank ever. you. He's so cute. So I'm taking scary steps, you know, to now be a family woman. And I just want to manifest a beautiful life in that space. Beautiful life in yeah, that space. That's a good one. No, Thank you. Good. What are you manifesting? You look so fucking serious right now. Like you thinking of <laughs> some real shit. I'm going to get three bricks, flip them, take them to Dallas, put them back through Houston, <laughs> double back. What you thinking? No, because I actually seen a meme at the very, very top of the year. I mean, it has to be like the first. It was like, write down 10 things that you want this year. And it was like the most cliche post I ever seen. But I was like, you know what? I was laying in my bed. I ran upstairs, grabbed my notebook, camera down with my markers. And I literally, and the thing is, when I went to get my notebook, I didn't know what the fuck I was going to write down. But as soon as I sat down to write, all 10 things came down. Like, like I had practiced it. Wow. And it was crazy because all 10 things was like a, like a stepping stone. It was like, do this, then do this, then, then this going to happen, this going to happen. Um, but I'm going to say the number one, I won't say the number one thing. It's not in any order. But right now when I hear that question is when I think about when I manifest, I see uh, the things that happen after. And right now I'm manifesting our return back to TV being a motherfucking hit. That's right. And I see it and I feel yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Cause like we 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 took our egos and everything out of it to leave mm-hmm. and did not bring our egos and anything in it to, to return. And it's That's just like so. I feel like it's a whole lot of shit that um she didn't get a chance to really show the world. I know I didn't get a chance to show the world, and I just feel like um there's no mistake that God has led us here to that moment to this moment that's right you know what i'm saying and i just feel like that this is the first step to a really good year mm-hmm. that's what's happening well put camera morning listen we got a couple um this is we just gonna do all the segments together because we talked a lot <laughs> so the other thing we do is we share because my dm gets very dark like mm-hmm. videos like hand jobs where they lock eyes with the camera until they come. You know what I mean? It gets like that. Like usually they're like the phone's cracked up in the bathroom, so it's one foot in the tub, one foot out, eye lock, jerk, jerk. And you can hear the ball slams just so you can really be in on it. You know what I mean? And sometimes they finish with a little, you know what I mean? Either way, dark side of your DM. Look at him, he looks totally grossed out. Dark side of your DM, I wanna hear a dark DM, whatever you consider dark. I haven't gotten none of those unless I just ain't open those. Step your shit up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, what if I got really dark? What if I got really dark? They're totally pretending they knew we had to do this before we even started. This is black people shit. They gonna this kick bitch, out like that. This bitch literally said, and my, this is small and stupid, but I was like, 
I have to post with my close friends. Like, baby, that's dark. Come on, I'll sacrifice my whole family for a tattoo from you. I said, bitch, what? If she knew the kind of person you were, that's like the last thing. That's the last thing. Like, yeah, he's so family oriented. He probably blocked you. You do what? I had to screenshot it. And, I, you know, I, I, would, I was about to post on my regular thing. I wouldn't want to blast her like that. But I was like, yeah. people it's say probably some crazy small to some people, but to a person that's so, that's, that grows you out. It's still grows it's you out. Still, it's still, to the point where when you ask, <laughs> yeah, that's what comes to mind. Yeah, first thing you think of, yeah, it's pretty shitty. Did you think of one? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just get a lot of people um, telling me really, really like dark, horrible like stories, things that happen to them, you know, and reasons like why they should get a free tattoo, like <laughs> tragic stories, like oh my gosh, this horrible shit happened, I, and I want this tattoo to commemorate it, or this tattoo would uh, just. And I'm like, one, I'm not reading all this. I see a few <laughs> fucked up words, and I'm checked out. Right. Two, like, no, that's not gonna, you know. Listen, these get these get crazy, and it's so crazy. People ask me for like thirty bucks, like. You ask one of the best tattoo artists on the planet, can you get a free tattoo? I just don't think. Like, what the fuck could possibly be going on that it would make me, oh, you know what? I'll sit next to some sweaty fucker for three hours and chat him for free. Like, what do you... Yeah. And what, what you said, that's a new epidemic is people like... The begging uh, hand, Handhandling in, in, in the, in the DMs. Yeah. yeah. I'm and, like, dog, what? Like, with the story? That's all you... That's all you... Yeah. No, I'm sorry. And mind you, too, I'm, a, I'm very much a person to be like, uh, drive past and been like, oh, you know, here's twenty dollars. Like, right. well, if it's on your heart, you give it. But yeah. the, the 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 DM panhandling is really weird to me. Like, I know yeah. you were saying that well, but like, you old school. I'm like, dog, I'm old school. I'm like, dog, yeah. like, there's so many different ways to get some bread. Like, yeah, outside of my DM, I'm I like, literally I asked, what kind of iPhone you got, and they respond, twelve. I said, well, first things first, baby, get in front of 7-Eleven, sell that iPhone. Take right. the case off of it. Lay that bitch out real nicely because you can still be connected to online with the cheap little droid. It's not like a terrible thing to do, right? Yeah. Get yourself another phone, sell that expensive $1,000 computer phone, and then use that phone to get on ND. I don't feel for beggars. Mm-hmm. I will say this. If you if that shit is wrote written well, like I've had people be like, look, I need some papers and eighth, like fucking my cash up or something. Cause you just so if it's honest. On your heart, you might. Yeah, it's but like, it's just become it. like a thing where I'm like, it uh, is. And you know what I noticed on Christmas, it was huge. Like on Christmas, and it's so crazy. I don't celebrate Christmas. Mm. Like I'm, that's not my faith. So I don't feel any cheer during Christmas. But I totally saw how people tried to use that. Like, like you'll be feeling more given. Yeah. That's fucked up to yeah. stand in mm-hmm. Jesus' trail. Yeah. <laughs> um, real quick, I just wanted to DM you to bet. This is for you, girl. I just wanted to DM you to bash my baby daddy. I'm 24 and he's 33. I've dated this bum piece of shit for five years now. Whoa, you've been in that for a while. You knew he was a piece of shit for a long time. Whatever. Um, he doesn't do shit for his child and he has the nerve to try to still put his hands on me. I left him alone. Now he is, um, Talking to a girl that's 19, he lied and told her he's 23. I want to DM the little girl and warn her about him. What should I do? Help me. Number one, you don't just want to DM her to warn him about him. You want to DM her to let her know that's your dick. Riding your mm. dick and you've been paying for him to get them fucking PlayStation games or whatever. <laughs> Either way, you need to mind your fucking business. If Jesus put that on that girl for her life track to go down that track because she felt she found your nasty, raggedy ass baby father, don't get in between her and her motherfucking destiny. It's not your business. And you know your intention 
Your intentions are not good. Your intentions are messy and your intentions are obsessive. You need to leave that shit alone completely. Be glad that he has something to take his mind off you and you can make your motherfucking escape. Especially if he putting his motherfucking hands on you. Shout out to Ike Turner. Um, <laughs> one more thing. We listen to a voicemail here and we give advice and I want one of y'all to give the advice, not me because... I don't know. It's time for something. I thought that was it. the one. No, that happened to be, but I just had to add that. That's the dark side of my DM. Oh, okay. Oh, I was yeah. to say, first of all, girl. But... Hey, Demona. <laughs> uh, I was calling to get your opinion on something. Uh, I don't know if you heard or not about the Drake hot sauce story. Pretty much, uh, he was having sex with a girl, and after they had sex, he, uh, he was using protection. He put hot sauce in the condom. And discarded of it and went to sleep. And the girls, like, while he was asleep, took the condom, not knowing there was hot sauce in it. He, he did that to kill the sperm. He, she put it inside her vagina and got burned. And now she's suing him. So, do you think that she should be suing him? How do you feel about that? <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't even believe stuff like that. I don't, I don't, be, I don't, I don't believe, believe it. I don't believe yeah. it. I don't believe it. But yeah, so. that was like a slate. You ain't got another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did, but I don't. You want to give advice to that girl in the DM? Yeah. First of all, like it's red stuff in the condom, and you put that in your pussy. Was his dick bleeding, and you put it in your pussy? The, like it's still hard for me Trina, to accept. That women go get the condom to put it in. Like, I still, just as I'm a girl's girl, in my mind, none of us would do something that ridiculous. But just say, leave it in, daddy. Like, you know know what I mean? You get it the good old fashioned (laughs) way. You ride him. And he say, I'm about to come. Take a little long, Rachel. You slow, slow down off that dick. Because you're trying to keep that nut. You know what I mean? Or you do like this on him, Rachel. Why he's coming. He ain't going to pull out that thing. How about, how about, if if the story is true, how about Drake be a grown-ass man and take his own precautions? Right? No, I just want to do what? I don't know. I just want to sound like girl, you know what I mean? Power to the girl. No, I totally don't. I don't. I just don't believe it. Like, you killed it with the colors, though, because cum is like. (laughs) And not only that, but like, after it happens, you like, you sit here burning, like, oh, let me call the blogs and tell them what happened. Like, bitch, what? Why would you tell people that? She needs to get That's my advice. I don't don't believe it. I don't believe that. But uh, we can go uh, to the girl that you read. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm one of them people who I don't. There's a couple of things that I feel like are common, but I don't necessarily uh, believe in. One of them is long distance relationships. Uh, other ones is decade age gap. Age age gaps. What? What's wrong with long distance relationships? <laughs> what what long distance relationship you in? Uh, what you mean? <laughs> Anyways, but when it's like a ten year age gap, I don't give a fuck how mature or whatever that person may seem to you. I mean, I'm talking about the younger person. I'm like, dog, at some point, your age gonna, gonna show. Or the opposite, where it's like, you dating somebody, you 23 and you dating somebody 33. Dog, this 33-year-old man is interested in you in a full-blown relationship and y'all doing this, this and that. Like, you gotta think, like, something might, wrong, might be wrong with this nigga. Yeah. We in a relationship? Like, yeah. yeah, it's cool for a 33-year-old to be fucking on a, a 23-year-old, whatever, but y'all in a full-blown relationship, dog, like, the mental capacity is not there. Yeah. And I just feel like, I feel like that's, that's a ref, what was it, red, red flag, red yeah. flag? Yeah. What do y'all talk about? I'm sorry. They got kids. They got kids. Um, yeah. I that's believe she said she, that's so. What she said, yeah. But yeah. but I'm with Kevin. Like I tell girls all the time, especially younger girls, yo, 
Sometimes, small times, y'all had this connection. It's this special thing. When I look back on the adult men that I dated at 2021, 20, they would try to get me to do threesomes. They want to manipulate. Yeah. Listen, I remember my um ex, he asked me to eat his ass. And that's before that was even a thing. <laughs> so I remember being like, what the fuck is that? You know? Yeah. And if I wasn't such like a raw kind of person, I would have did that to keep my man. I would have been eating pussy to keep my man a lot of y'all eat pussy to keep your man. Quiet as kept. <laughs> no shame. Do your thing. But I feel like with the with the younger girls or guys or whoever, what you need to think is why isn't that person dating somebody of their own age or own stature? Mm. I know he's gonna feed it to you that them old bitches ugly and they don't look and they cut, but no, it's your mind that they are attacking because of the fact that if you have home, car, job, whatever, even maybe a nice car, whatever. Yeah. It's huge to a person 10 years younger than you versus a person yep. on your level and your age where it's like, I got the same thing too, nigga. It's a reason why a lot of those guys seek the younger girls and it's not about this perkiness of the titties. Yeah. It's all about the, the yeah, immaturity so you, you in the can. brain. And young girls, they're just, they're vulnerable. They're very vulnerable. I was in a situation like that when I was very young, you know, being taken advantage of by like an older man. And you're just vulnerable. You can't tell a girl in that situation who's just feeling so good by yes. what to do and not to do. They're going to learn and then they're going to grow up and then, you know what I mean? They, They'll figure that shit out. Exactly. How far was your age difference? <laughs> Child. <laughs> Child. I once did 20 and my dude was like 42, 43 and he was a street nigga, which made no sense. And then another time I was like 18 and he was like 31, 32. But that stayed that way until like my yeah. mid-20s. They were all 10 years old. When you 18, it seemed like, oh, this is cool. Like, uh-huh. he likes me. He's so mature. But when you look, <laughs> but when you look back on it, you like, so nigga, you were, you were, stat- what was that? Was it statutory right? Yeah. yeah. Like, no, yeah. that's yeah. crazy. I think the difference, yeah, it was like 15 years or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's 15 like, years for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. cool to have fun. Like, oh, okay. Like, this is the bitch I'm fucking on. But like, y'all in a, y'all in a relationship? Like, yeah. no, that's it makes actually no weird. Sense. Yeah. My old guy was horrible. His dick didn't get hard. It was crazy. It reminds <laughs> me of that meme that went viral when they be like, stop. Um, the, the young girl sends her old head a video and he's like, oh, don't know about TikTok, baby. Go ahead and text me regularly. Because it's like, y'all are so far yeah. the fuck apart, especially with the internet. What were you going to say? Drew? Well, my homegirls, they used to just be like, you know, like, what do y'all even have in common? Like, just just used to, you know, and I didn't want to hear it. I'm like, bitch, I'm like, I'm the older nigga. <laughs> like, you so still he, out here fucking with these, these young ass boys? So he, yeah. he helped me with my homework. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love you already, Trina. Like, I love I mean, you I too, I'm so glad to meet you. I'm glad that you come on. You already know. <laughs> you already know. Yeah, exactly. Name I love you. Pussy. But anyway, um, thanks for welcoming me to LA. I'm from LA too. I want to come to the shop. Okay, I want to come anytime. through. Tell the people what they can look for you or where they can find you and what's coming. I mean, we know what's next, Becky in Compton. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. so you can find us at Enigma, Beverly Hills, 8760 West Pico Boulevard. Um, I'm Cat Tack Girl on Instagram. That's Kevin Leroy. And yeah, you can find us sprinkled around, not just Black Ink. We sprinkled around all VH1. We got a lot of stuff coming this year. So that's what's up. Look that's out for exciting. us. Thanks, y'all, for coming so much. Yes, thank you for having us. <laughs> See y'all next week. Y'all know the rules and shit like that.